What is going on, y'all? Welcome to the Yes, I Will podcast. Yes, I will. Yes, I will what? Tell me one thing you will do. Think about it. It might seem impossible right now. But just think about it. What is one thing you will do? And keep in the back burner, what are the steps that I'm going to have to take to get to that thing that I want to do? It's great to be with you today. I talk a little bit about everything. Fitness, health, wellness, religion, and politics. My strengths, my weaknesses. Let's talk about your strengths and your weaknesses. Mm-hmm. I talk about life and relationships. How about sports? Do you like sports? Eh, I like sports. I used to be a big fan of basketball. I actually used to play basketball in junior high. Um, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Do you like sports? Do you follow sports? Do you have a favorite team? Do you have a favorite sport? Who's your favorite team? I like sports. I admire any athlete who plays any sport. My favorite is watching the Olympic Games or um, CrossFit Games. And, and I just admire any athlete. Just the fact that they're dedicated, they're committed. Um, it's the commitment, right? Like they are committed and they're committed to be disciplined. They have to be disciplined. Um, no, matter, no matter what happens, around them, good or bad, they have to keep focus, right? They have to, they have to practice, they have to train, they have to, they have to be present. There's no, I'm going to sleep in, there's no, I'm going to take today off, or I don't feel like doing this, or I don't feel like training today, and I don't feel like getting healthy today, I'm just going to go have a cheat meal. There's none of that stuff, right? So just a commitment and the discipline I just admire that and um, so that's something to to honor and to admire and respect because a lot of people don't have self-discipline. A lot of people don't even have this, the discipline to brush their teeth in the morning or at night or in between meals, you know, let alone floss. Maybe that's a thing that we can probably talk about in the future, discipline. I'm really big on discipline. But moving forward, anyway, I can talk about whatever I want to talk about for as long as I want to talk about because, after all, it is my podcast. So, with that said, my mission here is to help you learn your worth, discover your inner strength, and create the best you in spirit, mind, body, and soul. By helping you create a master plan to your freedom and success, whether you're stuck in in life or plateaued in your fitness journey. I'm going to equip you. I'm going to give you the tools that you need for you to break out of that destructive and unhealthy cycles in your life. 
that have only been holding you back from freely being able to walk to walk in your God-given talents and purpose. I'm here to provide the support that you need to build you mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to challenge you because if you're anything like me, I like to feel the pressure and the challenge from the people that I know who care about my well-being. Right? I know like I know that when they tell me something and it stings and it's not what I want to hear, I'm going to receive it. Why? Because I know them. I trust their heart. I know their heart. I know their intentions. I know the I know the role they play in my life. And I'm going to consider what they say, what they advise. I'm going to seek their counsel. And so I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to challenge you because I want to see you succeed. You're not gonna go up to someone for financial advice when they're always broke and they're always talking about how broke they are and they think it's funny and it's so normal and yet like no like you don't know that you're in bondage right so i'm not going to ask for advice from someone who i know who's always out there trying to destroy someone's character right i'm not going to ask for someone's advice who i know that their intentions are not pure Right? So it's the same thing. I'm here to build you up. I'm here to challenge you. That's what I'm going to do. Because I want to see you succeed. Because I guarantee you that a lot of the stuff that you're going through, I've been there and done that. You don't want marriage advice from a couple who's always fighting and there's no fruit in their marriage. Right? So yeah, you're not going to go get marriage advice from a married couple who's always fighting and there's no peace in their relationship and there's no fruit. Don't give me no advice. I don't know about you, but I want to be successful in every area of my life. Every area. I want to bear fruit in my marriage with my husband. I want to I, I want my family to bear fruit. I want my family to have a loving and peaceful relationship with one another. I want financial freedom. We all have a different meaning when we hear the term financial freedom. For me that's time. I want more time more time to reach out to the world, more time to spend time with God. I want time. I want more time to worship. I want more than just 24 hours. I want time to spend time with my family. I want time 
to give my family access to things they've never even imagined it was possible. I want time to have a game plan and perhaps it's this right here right now is just a little seed of something that a legacy that I'm going to leave behind to the next generation. We always say that we don't have time. That's a lie. <laughs> That's a lie. I challenge you. Look at your look on your screen time and see where majority of your time is going. Because majority of your time is here in front of your phone. So what apps is that time going towards? What apps are you spending time on? What apps, what games, what websites are you, are you investing time in? Are you investing or are you spending time? Is it beneficial? Is it educating you? Is it bettering you? Is it are you improving? Are you are you are you learning? Are you wasting your time? So I'm gonna challenge you. I'm gonna challenge you. And it's not always gonna feel right. It's not always going to feel good. I'm sorry. Sorry, but not sorry. I'm going to challenge you. It's going to sting. It might offend you. It will offend you. Expect to be offended. But when something in you starts to stir up, when those things start, start to trigger, uh-huh, Pause for a little bit and start asking yourself questions. What's going on? And be honest with yourself. You don't always have to overanalyze everything. Not everything has to be so deep. It's simple. It's supposed to be simple. So I'm going to challenge you. And I'm going to celebrate you. I'm going to celebrate those insignificant things. Let me put it this way. I'm going to celebrate those significant things that you label insignificant. Perhaps. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get somebody with this one. Celebrate yourself. Every little step, every little, every small accomplishment, celebrate it. If you're anything like me, 
I'll accomplish something and I'll be like, oh, I've done that before. So it's not really a big deal until something, until the next accomplishment, right? Like until the next greater thing. And that's not okay. Yeah, I probably was successful recording videos in the past and you know, teaching Zumba and this and that and, you know, hit viral and I was well known and even did choreography for Zumba. I didn't even get credit for it, y'all. And and it was okay. Like I wasn't bitter about it or anything. I was just excited that I was able to, you know, add a little piece of me into that project. And um, regardless if I got credit or not, the experience was amazing. Um, the learning experience, I wouldn't trade it for anything. I got to work with amazing people, amazing women and men. Um, it's such a fun environment. And like any other job, obviously, it has its ups and downs and people that you deal with and whatever. But in overall, like the good experience outweighs the outweighs the bad and it, and I, and it's I can't even say anything bad about it so I'm gonna challenge you and I'm gonna celebrate you and I'm gonna celebrate those significant things that you might think they're insignificant celebrate every little accomplishment celebrate every small step of victory celebrate every small step of victory that you take even if you're the only one there, even if you're the only one taking those steps, even if no one acknowledges you, you celebrate yourself. Because what you are doing, to be honest, is not even for you. You're setting something up for the next generation. So I'm gonna challenge you. Celebrating myself hasn't always been easy for me. How about for you? Is it easy for you to celebrate yourself? Is it easy for you to encourage yourself or to motivate yourself? This hasn't always been easy for me. You know, like when you set, when you set goals, And, and you fulfill them and you're like, okay, but I've accomplished this in the past. Like I've been here before, been here, done that. So I, I take the value out of that accomplishment. And every accomplishment for me is, is, pre is, is, is precious. They're like little golden nuggets. And when and when someone would acknowledge me and congratulate me and, and just honor me for the great work that I did on whatever, if it was a project or whatever it was, someone would congratulate me. I did not know how to receive it. I did not know how to receive. It was like that fake humility. Do you know about that? 
where it's like, oh, thank you, oh, yeah. But deep down, you're like, I sucked. Oh no, like, I'm no good. Right, how about for a Christian? Talk, talking about false humility. How about for a Christian? A follower of Christ and someone acknowledges their great work. They're like, oh, it's not me, it's God. Oh no, all glory to God. You know my response to that? Oh no, it wasn't even that good because if it was all God, it would have been better. Right? So acknowledge when God uses you. Acknowledge when you're good. When, when, when you're good at something and people acknowledge you and even when they don't, know what you're good at. Know yourself. Know your value. Know your talents. Know your skills. Know your gifts. Know yourself. I'm preaching to myself. Yo, if you would have asked me 10 years ago, hey, Myra, what's your favorite color? I don't know. My favorite color, why does that even matter? Hey, what's your favorite food? I just like to eat. Why does it matter? Why do people have a favorite thing if that's not the only thing they eat? It's not their favorite thing because if that was their only option, they would immediately hate it or get tired of it. At some point, it'll gross them out. I didn't know myself. I didn't have a favorite color if it wasn't black or gray. I didn't know what was my favorite meal. I didn't have a favorite place where to go. I didn't have a hobby. Smoking weed was my hobby, I'll tell you that much. Nothing excited me. Nothing motivated me. So celebrate yourself. Get to know yourself. I remember I, I told myself, hey, when someone asked me for the first time in a long time, or at least I had a solid answer, when they're like, hey, what's your favorite color? Too many. Now it's too many. What happened? Something changed. I acknowledged that change. And I celebrated it. We have to know when to honor someone and when to receive. 
when do we honor when do we clap when do we when when do we praise that person for what they do right especially if if they're walking in their calling and their God's purpose hmm? Hmm. honor them and when someone tells you hey I like how you did this believe it receive it if you don't believe it you can't receive it they don't know you and if they do and they're still complimenting you come on receive it Learn how to receive love, honor, respect when they give it to you. And don't receive and don't and don't receive it. Don't receive that compliment with the with the thought of yeah, right, but that's not true. Or if they if only they knew me. Or if they only knew the real me. Come on. We're not perfect. But because we're not perfect, it doesn't mean that we act a fool. It doesn't give us a reason to be reckless and to be foolish, right? And this, ladies and gentlemen, children, adolescents, and anybody else out there listening to me or watching me, this is the power of community. What we are talking about, the power of community, whatever it is that you're going through, you're not supposed to go through it alone. Whatever pain, whatever hurt, whatever doubt, whatever confusion, whatever question you have, your answers, your solutions are going to sound perfectly fine. And then when you do your that thing or whatever your solution is you then you're like uh oh man that wasn't a great idea but when you are surrounded with people that you're able or when you just have people that you can reach out to that you can trust and you can say hey i'm about i have to make this decision and these are my options and this is what i have going on and this is a circumstance but this is the bad you know like then then you're seeking wise counseling. When you're down, even if you're not, so many times, I can testify to this. So many times I have hit rock bottom emotionally, emotionally, and I'm so good to play it off. I'm so good to smile and hey, what's going on? And I'm still pouring out to people, encouraging them. I tell them what I wish somebody else would tell me. Even, even when I didn't tell someone, I didn't let anyone know how I was feeling out of nowhere somebody would come and give me a word of encouragement in my life personally that's how God works 
I don't know where's your relationship with God or if you believe in God or not or who is God for you. But my God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Jesus, the Christ, my Savior, my Lord, He's my God. And that's how God works in my life. And if you don't know God, and you've had moments like that, where you have no explanation how you've been saved from a circumstance, where you have no explanation how that miracle happened, I'd like to propose to you that it's God working in your life. It is God working in your life. Think about it. Think about it. The power of community. Here, this place, this is a community. This is a community who is constantly prospering in life. This is a community who is constantly overcoming fears and lives challenges here in this place we build we build that's prophetic in this community we build we cultivate in this community we build strong core values we build each other up. And we constantly are discovering new levels of strength and we are striving to better ourselves. In this community, we don't strive out of selfishness or from an ambitious place. But in this community, we are always striving to better ourselves. Because if we don't do it for ourselves, guys, if we don't get things done ourselves, reality is that no one else is going to do it for us. So here in this community, We don't expect things to be handed to us. We don't expect, we don't believe the lie that life is easy. We don't believe the lie that life is a walk in the park with no bumps, no obstacles. In this community, we don't believe lies. In this community, we stand on the truth. What truth do you stand on? What is your truth? My truth is that I have a 
Father in heaven who loves me. That he calls me into his identity. That I am his and he's mine. That I am his little girl. What is your truth? Are you looking for a truth? Are you searching for the truth? In this community, we don't expect things to be handed to us. You're not entitled to anything. I don't care who hurt you, who told you what, and I'm not devaluating your hurt and your pain. I'm not devaluating the trauma the thing is that life is not easy. Jesus warns us, like we expect for things to just be convenient for us and for, uh, for life to just be a breeze, like this walk in the park and no, no bumps, no obstacles, no, no rocks on the road, nothing to trip us, right? But I say, I say that we should expect the storm. We should expect the rain and the storm. We should expect those heated, dry seasons, right? And and many of you are are probably thinking, well, like Jesus, like she's being negative, but but no, it's like Jesus said it in the Bible. I think it's in John sixteen thirty three where he says, um, where he says, um, in this world, there's tribulations. The, you, you, you will have trials and obstacles, but be of good cheer because I have overcome the earth. Jesus is warning us, y'all. Don't lose heart. Don't lose heart. Be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. Be of good cheer share because he has overcome the world he has overcome the world and if you don't have jesus in your life i'm sorry if you don't have jesus in your life if you don't have a relationship with him I'm sorry. But it's never too late. You can invite him and it's so simple. Screw religion. If your heart is genuine and you wholeheartedly seek Jesus, if you're tired of the same cycle over and over again and you just can't seem to break it and it's only destroying you you just can't seem to get forward in life and you're just continually stuck in this repetitive cycle and you just can't seem to figure it out and you've tried everything this world has to offer you've tried it But have you gave Jesus a chance? 
have you gave Jesus a chance? For me, I had to come to the end of myself. I had to come to the end of myself. I had to be tired. I had to become so tired day and night. Horoscopes didn't do it. Witchcraft didn't do it. Santeria couldn't do it. Sleeping pills couldn't do it. Drugs didn't do it. Sex didn't do it. Relationship after relationship to fill that void couldn't do it. It didn't work. Are you tired yet? Are you done? Have you let go of control? Have you, are you tired of trying to figure things out? How is that going for you? Year after year, you're trying to figure it out. And you're back to square one. It's simple. Call on the name of Jesus. Repent from your ways. Call them out by name. Between you and the Lord, between you and Jesus. Repent from those things. Confess. Tell Him that He's your Lord and your Savior. It doesn't take hours. It doesn't take days. It doesn't take weeks or years. He moves in here. He moves in your heart. He moves into your heart immediately. And you are a new creation. You are a new creation. You are a new creation. I think it's 2 Corinthians 5.17 where it says that... Um, let me look it up. 2 Corinthians 5.17 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17 and it says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. You received Christ in your life. He lives in you. He made you new. By the power of his blood, he made you new. And by his stripes, you are healed. You're a new creation. You're a new creation. You're a new creation. You're a new creation.
You are a new creation. You are a new creation. You have put on the righteousness of Christ. Okay. On to the next. So, not to sound negative, but expect opposition. Okay? Expect setbacks. And don't just expect setbacks. Expect offenses. Don't just expect for unexpected things, unwanted things to happen. Don't just sit there and be like, oh, whoa, it's me. Look, I'm going through all of this now. Because now you know to expect the unexpected. Now you have to equip yourself to go to war. Yeah. And we should prepare for them and be ready and equipped to defeat the giants in front of us as they come. It's just a matter of time when the unexpected decides to show up. It's not, the question is not, what if this happens? What if something happens? The question is, and it's not even a question, it's a statement. When this happens, I'm gonna, I'm gonna defeat it. Why? Because I am ready, I am equipped, right? That's why we stay unlocking levels in our lives. Why? Because the unexpected happens and instead of being defeated, we are undefeated and we stand undefeated. Yeah, that was for free, y'all. We should be unlocking levels in our lives and walking in levels of freedom as we continue to build momentum in our lives. And setbacks will happen. But it doesn't mean you can't move forward. Next day is coming. The following day is coming. I'm moving forward with the next day. I'm not staying stuck in yesterday. I don't know about y'all, but I'm moving forward. We should be discovering new things about ourselves as, as, as we grow and learning in the midst of the trials. In life, there's always going to be something. We're either coming out of something or stepping into something. But it's always something. I guess the question is, how are you going to handle it? How are you going to manage the uncertain? How are you going to manage when the unknown meets you face to face? How are you going to handle the situation? What's going to be your attitude? 
How are you going to manage it? How are you going to work it out? How do we do that? How do we move forward from pain? How are we able to move and keep moving and go on about our lives when we are full of so much pain and so much hurt and so much trauma? How do we move forward in life? How do we manage life when we are almost numb from our previous hurt? How do we move forward in life when we feel that what we're going through, we're going through it alone, right? Sometimes it feels like I'm the only one who's going through this and no one else. Sometimes it feels like I'm the only one suffering, walking through what I'm going through just alone. What do you do? What do you do? What I have learned, and I've learned it, I, I've, I learned it the hard, I learned it the hard way. It was, it's been, and it will always be community. Community. Community is the key here. Community is the key here. Community. The power of community. Community. What is community, you ask me? What is community? Let's look at it. Let's look at it. Community. It says, community. The first definition is a group of people living in the same place or have a particular characteristic in common. And definition number two says a feeling or fellowship with others as a result of sharing common attitudes, interests, and goals. Community. You know, one of the best things about being, being a fitness and a life coach is that I've, I've had the privilege to work with many unique, beautiful people and really got to know them on a more deeper level. And just to be able to do life with them and walk with them through life's challenges, it's just been, it's so humbling to, to see what people go through, right? There's like different, it'll, it, it'll be like, for example, there was a season where it just seemed like a lot of the women, not just Christian women, but women in general, there was like a theme of like a bleeding issue. And I remember like, as it would come up so frequently, like twice a week, like week after week, but it was within those two months or so. And women would just, out of nowhere, the conversation, the subject would come up that they had, they've been having a bleeding issue. And, um, and then just to lay hands on them and and hear testimonies that they've been supernaturally healed. It's just amazing. So um, for me to be able to be a part of someone's life and encourage them and just coach them, it doesn't matter if it's 
financially or just having to break things emotionally or having to be set free from lies that you have believed or whatever it is, whatever it is, um, I get to I get to be a part of these people's lives. It's amazing. It's amazing how I often hear Myra, your life impacted me. But little do they know that they all play a small role in my growth as well as I encourage them, as I counsel them. If it's fitness or nutrition um, related or um, whatever it is, it doesn't have to always just be emotionally and mental. It just, um, it could be anything, right? Like we all go through something and we often think that we are alone and that is a lie i mean i i know i use i use myself a lot as an example but really all that i teach the way i i mentor the the way i counsel the way i disciple the way it it all comes from my life experience and that's it i don't walk around saying oh look at me i'm wise but it is so humbling when someone calls it out it's so humbling to to hear when someone says Myra, you love people very well. And for me to really believe that. I didn't know what love was. All I knew was manipulation. All I knew was destruction. All I knew was to do whatever I needed to do to get to wherever I needed to get. Hurt whoever I, whoever gets in the way because I'm gonna get where I'm gonna get. And the motive behind it was so selfish. I hated people. I hated myself. I hated a lot of family members. And the tears running down my face right now, they're tears of joy. That I can just be in awe of my God who has transformed my life. I didn't have a Myra in my life. I didn't have mentors. I didn't know what mentoring was. I didn't have counselors. I didn't. It was only led by Holy Spirit. Every correction 
in my first two, three years in my walk with God, it only came from the Holy Spirit and from reading the Bible. That's it. No one told me, hey, Myra, what you're doing is wrong. Because I wasn't even being honest anyway. I wasn't telling people I was smoking weed. I wasn't being honest or open with someone the times that I slipped. The times that I failed. But it was all Holy Spirit. And that's the thing, like, I know I keep going down these rabbit holes, but it is such a privilege to be able to do what I do and to meet people, all kinds of people. I don't care what your belief is. I don't care what you affiliate as what you affiliate with, I don't care. Whatever your belief is, whatever your core values are, wherever it is that you feel that you're called to do here on earth, whatever you think your mission is, do it. Stick to it. Do it. I challenge you and that's what I do I equip you I equip men and women to stand undefeated to stand undefeated in every area of their life many of you know me as a fitness coach strength training coach powerlifting coach but there's so much more to my story than lifting Although lifting was my first love in my journey of discovering healing and a healthy lifestyle, but in overall, you will see my love for humanity even more. A little bit about myself. I was raised by Mexican parents in the United States. I became a mom when I was 16. I struggled with so many insecurities and one of them was feeling unworthy. I always felt like I was never enough. And I remember that hiding that feeling, the things that I did that led me to live an immoral life from my teenage years until my 30s. Affiliated in illegal activities, being life of the party, consuming all types of drugs. I had all types of addictions that I wasn't even aware of. I simply thought that the life I was living was how it was supposed to be. I thought my life was normal. I thought that the things I went through were just part of life. 
the stealing cars at some point in my life, prostitution, the drug selling, robbing people at gunpoint, the ambition for power, sex, and money had me bound in chains for decades. But one powerful decision changed my life, yo. One powerful decision. I came to the end of myself. I became tired of watching my back from law enforcement and enemies and just 24-7 having to watch my back, even in my dreams. Like I, I, would, I was just constantly being tormented day and night by visions and thoughts of just the stuff that I did that would just replay in my mind. On a side note, the one and most powerful decision I ever made in my life is accepting Jesus in my life as my Lord and Savior. But I didn't know Jesus back then. I didn't know Jesus back then. So that's not the powerful decision that I'm talking about. But that is the most powerful decision that I've ever had that I've ever had to make in my life, that I've ever made in my life. Saying yes to Jesus. But anyway, moving on. The powerful decision that I had that I had to make right there and then was to come to a conclusion that I had to let go of all that I knew, all that I knew of, all that I have learned. All that society and my culture taught me, the powerful decision was that my ways are not okay. And I needed to change something. Something needed to change in my life. Unfortunately, it wasn't God at that time. <laughs> but I was seeking. God was, God was working in my life at that point because I was looking I was seeking I was I didn't know what I was looking for but I was looking I was looking for something different in my life I was looking for all the things that look nothing like what I was familiar with that's what I was looking for I was looking for the totally opposite of what I knew everything in every area from finances to my lifestyle to everything even the food I ate <laughs> I'm serious I'm serious I had to let go of materialistic belongings that were only destroying me <sighs> I'm not saying material materialistic stuff are bad but in that time in that season that time of my life it was destructive. It was something that was destroying me. I made the powerful decision to let go of my own understanding because truly my ways were only foolish. They, they were destructive. And like any other superhero movie, in the midst of my life's transformation, I discovered something so good. So good. And it wasn't Jesus yet. But I couldn't compare it to Jesus, so it was good at that time. I was cleaning, I was cleansing my life. 
that that's what I was doing there. I was trying to do the right thing, the right stuff. And I found a new and better life for myself. I turned my struggles into strength, my shame into boldness and confidence. I discovered my passion, my passion for wanting to, to help people to become the better version of themselves. Ugh. I remember the exact time when that stirred in me. I remember I was training. I was so scrawny. I remember I was training at Gold's Gym. It was actually the first gym where I, I did. I started doing personal training. So it was before I started before I started doing personal training, and um, and I was already cleaning my life. I started go. I was just getting started. I was just going to the gym. Um, and, and I remember I was at Gold's Gym and, you know, I was eating healthy. I was going out of my way for people. I was just trying to do the right thing, which it was never in my nature. That was all new to me. I would never go out of my way for anyone or even, even for a favor. And, and I started noticing these little things in me that they were changing. I started to, I, I was starting to feel more compassionate and I, I would be more, I started, I didn't recognize myself. I would be kind to people and I would say please and thank you and I appreciate you and and that's that was never in my vocabulary and so in the midst of all of this i didn't go to aa like my my recovery my transformation was emotional a lot of addictions a lot of habits that, that had to break um wow and i brought into tears because we can't take these things for granted, guys. Think about it. Think about that one struggle that impacted your life. In a good or a bad way. Was it really in a bad way if the outcome was good, though? I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud, but um, I just remember this this passion that just grew in me, and I was just, and I remember that I was just, I was like experimenting with myself. I don't know how to explain it. I don't have terms for, for this experience, and and I remember like week after week, randomly. People, I would be working out and people would come up to me and they would ask me questions about body parts or workouts or workout plans and all these things and I had no idea, right? But people would come up to me and they're like, hey, can I ask you a question? And a lot of times people think that I would work there. And I remember this feeling that started rising in me wanting to help people 
So when I started doing the little bit that I knew about fitness or working out myself, that motivated me to get a personal training certification as well, which I, I'm, I'm going to talk about in a little bit. But, but yeah, and I just started discovering these new things in me and I just things that I would do and I would be nice and I would be kind. And, and like, there was like this excitement that would come over me and like my motives were pure. Like my motive behind doing something, it wasn't from a selfish place, it, which for me, that was my nature. It's scary. All the good intentions and in, in my heart for people, like I just wanted to help people and, and it just motivated me to educate myself. It really did. For someone who never, who was never good at reading, for someone who hated school, for someone who never felt smart, but even coming from family members or even, even coming from loved ones who would always talk down to you that you're never enough and that you will never be anyone in life and that you will never prosper and that you will never be successful and, and everyone telling you how sorry they feel about you, right? Anybody? Is it just me? And it motivated me to pick up a book. It motivated me to learn about the human body. It, it, it motivated me to, to read about mental health and learn. It motivated me to pick up a book about training methods. Right? It, it motivated me. And and I remember, I remember attending seminars. It motivated me to attend seminars that I couldn't even afford at that time. But I was so desperate to learn. I was so desperate to learn new skills. I was so desperate to just learn and know. I wanted to know things. I wanted to become an expert on something because I always felt like I was never good enough. I was never smart enough. And I did all I could do to invest in seminars, anything that I could do that I could afford. I couldn't even afford these seminars back then, but I was so desperate to learn. I, I wanted to expand my skills and my education and I became obsessed with learning. And my very first personal training certification, NASM. <laughs> I felt so accomplished. This was something that I have never experienced in my life, guys. There was this, there was this thing in me that I, it just, I just felt unstoppable. I felt like there was, there, there was like this whole new purpose. Like I was born to do this. That's what it felt like. It motivated me on a whole nother level. I started training myself mentally and physically. I started working out. I started eating healthy. I started meditating. I would take yoga. I don't recommend yoga. My personal belief. Again, just me. Me being me. My belief, my personal conviction. 
my past experience with the demonic in the spiritual realm, yoga for me, it's a big no-no. Yoga, I don't, I don't want to go into details and perhaps this is something that we can talk about in, in the future, but yoga for me is just not, my spirit won't allow me. It's a conviction. Um, scratch all of that. Okay. Anyway, so I started training myself physically, mentally, and I mean it when I say it. When, when I say I trained myself, it took a lot of discipline. Yo, it took a lot of discipline. It took a lot of discipline to train myself physically and mentally. The struggle was real. It was a very, very lonely process. It was a very, very lonely walk. I didn't have a support system. I didn't go to AA. I didn't go to counseling. I didn't do none of that stuff. I didn't have truth tellers. I didn't have friends. I didn't have anyone to be like, hey, Myra, you can do it. I believe in you. It was lonely. And I failed so many times. So many times. I gave in. But it was in that moment when I that I truly learned of what discipline and determination are. And this is what I've been doing since then. I have worked with many unique, beautiful people, men and women, both in person and online. And I have seen the full transformation of many of them. I have seen their lifestyles change. I have seen them go from drinking every night to working out instead. I have even seen marriages reconcile. I have seen families come together, relationships redeemed. I have seen people's transformation, not just in their physical, but full transformation in their heart and their mind. When I look at their lifestyle and I can just like, I wink at them, I give them a two thumbs up, I send them text messages to encourage them, to honor them, to just make them aware of like, look, look how far you've come. And, it's, and it is such an honor and it's so humbling. It's such a privilege to be able to walk with you. To remind you that you're not alone. You're not. Don't believe that lie. 
it's a lie. When it comes up, just call it as, just label it as a lie. It is my honor, it is my delight to be able to serve you the same way. Whatever it is that you're going through, whatever it is that you're dealing with, don't lose hope. Don't lose hope. You don't have to do this alone. You weren't meant to do this alone. Don't lose heart. Perhaps you have tried multiple times to be a part of something, to fit in, to be a part of a community, to make friends. And for some reason, it just doesn't work out. For some reason, you just don't fit in anywhere. You just don't fit in. Can I tell you something? You're not alone. You're not alone. Can I tell you something? You'll fit in here. You'll fit in perfectly. Why? How do I know this? Because I don't fit in anywhere either. Why do you think I'm here doing this? I don't fit in anywhere. But check this out. I don't fit in anywhere. I don't even fit in. I feel that I don't fit in at church. I don't fit in church. I don't fit in anywhere. Guess what? I can throw a party. I can invite people. My party's popping. Guess what? I don't fit in. And they're my people. I don't fit in. I feel like I don't fit in. But guess what? I can go back and look at my history, at my life, and I can go back to birthday cards and emails, testimonies from clients, and read the way that I have impacted their lives. And you too can do the same. That thing that you've been struggling with, that thing that you're so ashamed of, that thing that torments you, that thing that replays in your mind over and over again, those thoughts, those visions that replay over again in your mind. I know what it's like to be in your shoes. And you'll fit in here. You belong here. And you know what? 
it's okay that you and I don't fit in anyway. You know why? Because this is not our last destination. I don't know about you, but my home is heaven. That's where I fit in. This here, it's temporary. I'm just walking by. But if you consider yourself a follower of Christ, you don't just walk by. You don't just walk on this earth. We have a mission. We have been commissioned. Those of you who are followers of Christ, you know what I'm talking about. So what is your mission? What is your purpose? You know, if you're a follower of Christ, we have a mission. We have been commissioned to go and share the gospel, to lay hands on the sick, right? To raise the dead, to baptize in the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We have a mission. If you're not a follower of Christ, Find your purpose. You were born for a reason. You were not a mistake. God does not make mistakes. It doesn't matter how you were born. God created you for a purpose. You have a purpose. And you stick around, you will find your purpose. I will challenge you and you will find your purpose. Be excited for life. Be excited. Be excited that we don't fit in. Be excited that we are not normal. What is normal? I don't want to be normal. I don't want to be standard and basic. Why? Because that's not my identity. My identity is my Father God. So I don't care to fit in anywhere. All right. Next thing, to wrap it up, before we go, <laughs> All right, next thing, before we go, let's wrap it up. Let's stop here for a minute. Let's pause for a moment. And I'm gonna challenge you. What's your next step? My challenge, my question to you. What are you going to do in the next 24 hours to make it happen? To make what happen? What are you going to do in the next 24 hours to make it happen in your life?
what has to happen in your life? What, what are you desperately in need of? Have you prayed about it? What are you believing? Are you standing on a promise? What is the promise? For me, my life, in my life, my promise, my promises, God's word, the Bible. Do you read the Bible? Is it important? That's a subject to dive deep at some point. So what are you going to do in the next 24 hours to make it happen in your life? Because if you don't take action, it's irrelevant. Right? So what's your action step? Think about it. Picture it. Think about it. What do you want in life? What do you want in life? And what are the steps that you have to take to get there? So I challenge you. Take one step, one simple step in the next 24 hours. And this is what I want, and this is what I want you to do. So what's your action? So what's your action step? Think about it. Picture it. Say it out loud. Picture it. Now don't say it, but think it out loud. <laughs> I want you to do this. I want you to email me. Email me at yes, I will royalty podcast. Yes, I will royalty podcast there's no funny letters no funny numbers just the word yes the letter i the word will yes i will the word royalty the word podcast at gmail.com yes i will royalty podcast at gmail.com and I want you to let me know what's going on in your life share your story with me and I want you to email me email me at yes I will royalty podcast.com and I want you to tell me what is the step you are going to take within the next 24 hours to make it happen in your life. And that's all folks. That wraps up the time we have for today. That is all I have for this episode. Can't wait to see you next time. 
Until then, make decisions. Until then, make decisions to get out there. Take a risk. Make the decision to do something beneficial, something new, something and something different in your life. Take action and do whatever it takes to keep moving forward. Also, tune in next week.